morning. Good morning. There it is. We're going to be really, we're going to have a lot of fun. So uh, Brother Lawrence says this, there is not a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of a continual conversation with God. There's not a kind of, of like mother or father or parent or employee. There's not a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of a continual conversation with God. Brother Lawrence, that's a good, I should do like a selfie with that quote. I'm actually just putting a timer on because this is, matters now. Um, really excited. We are starting a new series called Conversations with God. We're going to talk about prayer for uh, three weeks. And today's theme is on friendship. Next week, uh, Chong's going to be showing us the power of prayer. And then we're going to talk about the fervency of prayer. So this is where we're going. And then right after these three weeks, we hit December 1st, which takes us into uh, a Christmas series. Really excited about that. Um, Really funny, though. I shouldn't waste time. But uh, so in the 9 a.m., this is our first time at 9 and 10.30. So at the 9 a.m., yeah, uh, we were praying back there and we were like, God, like all that matters is that we're just, we're doing this for an audience of one. We come out, there's one person. So we're like, okay, this is going literal, you know, literal. We're going to do it for one. But, you know, praise God, John Law was so excited. Uh, one of our elders, pastors, who's leading the Sunday school class, there are 20 people in that class. So if you were there... You, get, you should get a sticker system. Well played. Uh, okay, prayer. How many of you, when you go to pray, uh, when you go to spend time with God and you're like, okay, this is now my time and I'm going to pray, uh, you, you feel a pressure in your chest or maybe just a thought in your mind, um, God's not going to hear me. Like, that's what you think. You think, I'm about to pray, but... He won't hear me, or he doesn't hear me. And then the next thing that usually comes to your mind is because he doesn't hear you because you have whatever it is, you fill in the blank, you have something. There's a reason why you would think God won't hear me. And maybe it's you got to deal with some guilt or you have this anxiety struggle that you like, maybe you're afraid to show him even though you can see it. Or maybe you just feel like he, you, you don't deserve, like there's something, there's something that comes into your mind when you go to pray, something that says you need to be better, you need to do good until I'll listen to you. Do you know what that is? That's a lie. That's a big lie, okay? That's a huge lie. In fact, do you know what Jesus is doing right now? I'm gonna tell you what Jesus is doing. We mentioned this verse last week, but in Hebrews 7, this verse is really sweet. So I'm smiling. It says this, therefore he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he, this is Jesus, always lives to intercede for them. Uh, The word intercede, it's really cool. It's a powerful word. It means to uh, transact with one person in reference to another. So uh, the the NIRV says people now come to God through him and he's able to save them completely. And for all time, Jesus lives forever. And then it says he prays for them. So you, you put these two together. And what this is saying is that Jesus is always taking his own He's always bringing your name, your, your you into the presence of the Father continually. That's amazing. 
Jesus, who is able to save, will never stop applying his love, his power, his work. He'll never stop taking you into fellowship with the Father. Like, like he's just, he's doing that. Now, of course, you know, God wants us to follow him. So we're getting ready to pray. He wants us to obey him. And so there's a part of that snag why he won't listen to us that's there. And that's why it's hard for us to discern can I keep praying? But let me tell you this, Satan is so good at accusing you. You have a real enemy of your soul who is trying to accuse you that you're not good enough for God. Now I would say following, having clear conscience, all that stuff is really, really biblically helpful. But listen to this, what removes your sin is not something you do, but it's something that was once done for all on the cross. That's what Hebrews is trying to get at. He did this for you on the cross because now he's gonna always gonna be praying for you. And Hebrews goes on to say that you can boldly approach the throne of grace. So Jesus, is, a, is a, he's effectually interceding for you. My point is this, what removes our sin is not something we do, but what he did for us, which means what this verse is saying is we always have and are always with in, inside the fellowship of God. You have to know that you already have access. You don't have to do anything. God's done everything for you to have friendship with God. So let me show you another verse. Do you know why he went, he went to the cross for many reasons, but one of them, one of the reasons is in John 15, we read this. This is his heart. Greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends. First Peter 3.18 says, he died once and for all to forgive us. Why? So that he might bring us into fellowship, friendship with God. This is what I wanna talk about this morning. We're, we're going into a series on prayer and I've been praying that the most important truth you hear that God himself does in our church is this sermon. The reason we pray is, that, is because we're invited to experience friendship with God. That prayer is first about friendship with God. So if you're, if you're taking notes, kids, that's, in your, that's one of your big ideas. Prayers first about friendship with God. Conversations with our God is about friendship. It's about relationship. You need to hear this. Your God wants to have a friendship with you. That's amazing. If, if, if you only have one reason to pray your entire life, this is enough. Friendship with God. So I wanna pray because I believe there are some of us in here who don't believe that's possible. And I'm excited for you to hear from the Holy Spirit to invite you into a real friendship with God. One that you maybe have had when you grew up and you've lost it and Jesus wants to restore it today. So that's gonna take a miracle. So let me pray. Jesus, I really believe that you're here. I really believe, you know what I'm gonna ask you, would you pray for us? I ask that you would pray for us right now, that you would, you would bring us to the Father and that you would show us by way of your spirit 
that what you desire for us is friendship. That we would really read the Bible and we would see this is true and that you would visit us by revelation of your word and revelation of your spirit. So I wanna ask that Holy Spirit, you would use me and the spiritual gifts you've given me so that the power would be the spirit of God. And I pray for this with such confidence that you're gonna answer this prayer. So I praise you for it in Jesus name, amen. Okay, I still, I still think you guys don't believe that Jesus prays for you. So you're like, mm, that's kind of a stretch pastor. It's not, I, I want this to leap in your hearts. Like I want you to go into your prayer life a lot different this week. So let me show you some verses, Luke 22. What, uh, do you remember what Jesus, he's with his disciples, what he prays or, or what he says to Peter about prayer? Oh, it's on the screen. Simon, Simon, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. Very interesting, okay? Different sermon, but Satan can't do anything apart from permission. So he demands, a whole different sermon. But what does it say? But I have, what's our word? Prayed. Yeah, I have prayed for you. So, so show of hands, how many times do you think Jesus prayed for Peter? More, more than once? Probably. Okay, uh, but I've prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Sure, I guarantee you, Jesus has prayed that for you. In fact, we, we read that Jesus would often, regularly, different words in the Greek, slip away like that to the wilderness and pray. It's interesting in John 17, which we'll get to in a second, but Jesus' high priestly prayer, he's praying for the church and he's also praying for those who would come. So, so he's praying for us. And just think about this. Do you think the only time Jesus prayed for, for you was in John 17 before the cross? Probably not. Jesus prays for you. This is his pattern. I want you to think of friendship with Jesus when you pray. I want you to think, like I just prayed, he might, he's praying for you right now. Can I ask you this? Have you ever asked Jesus to pray for you? Have you ever asked that? Interesting. Um, so we were having this conversation at our dinner table on Monday, because we kind of go around, we eat together, and we were talking about like, hey, you know, what was the best part of your day? And I got to share with him, guys, I just, I learned freshly in the Bible that Jesus prays for us. So we were talking about it. And Gideon, he's right here. He's like, dad, Talia already does this and he, before you even learned about it. And I was like, what do you mean? So here's Talia, okay, this is her, four. That's her face all the time, by the way. Um, so she's four years old and anytime she prays, she doesn't pray, dear Jesus. <laughs> here's how she prays, she prays this. Okay, we're like, Talia, do you wanna pray? I'll pray. Pray Jesus for this food and pray Jesus for, so she's just telling Jesus to pray for her. So she's a little ahead of the game. She's already, you know, spiritual. Um, so here's what I want us to do. I, I, we're gonna, I'm going to share a little bit more verses, but where this is going is I want us to pray and I want us, I want us to thank Jesus. When was the last time you thanked Jesus for interceding for you? I think we should just thank him. That's a really, we should thank him for that. Um, and I want you to ask 
him to help you believe that he wants a friendship with you. I want us to ask him, Jesus, would you by your spirit help me believe that you love me and help me, help me to believe your words in John 15, 15. So here's these words. No longer do I call you servants for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you, what's our word? Friends. So he says, Scott, bro, I... No longer do I call you servant. Like I call you friend. Tim, I call you friend. So I want us to pray, Jesus, I want to grow in friendship with you. I want to feel your affections. Would you grant me a work of your spirit? So we're going to pray. Would you grant me a work of your spirit to love Jesus as much as Father, you love Jesus, and that I would feel Jesus' affections for me. This, this couldn't be more biblical. Like, I mean, the Holy Spirit inspires prayers all throughout the Bible. Let me show you a few of them. Ephesians 3 says this, for this reason, so Paul has just unpacked the gospel of Jesus Christ, that it's not just for Gentile and Jew, that the whole world can come to him. There's a, this dividing wall is no more and, and Christ is for all. And then he just, he just overwhelms. He goes, I gotta, you gotta pray for them. So he just prays and he's writing his prayers. There's a spirit inspired prayer. He says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Jesus may dwell where? In your affections, in your hearts, in your feelings, through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, you have you have this grounding and rootedness. You need to know your love. This is what Jesus tells his disciples in John 15, that they would abide in my love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ, to know the friendship of Jesus. This is what he prays for. I love the words of Jack Deere on this, he says this, I will never love God with heart, soul, and mind and strength unless I feel his affections for me in here. I believe that's true. I know some of you intellectual, you know, Enneagram one to three, whatever, you, you, you push back a little bit. <clears throat> However, you're like, what's an Enneagram? It's from, just kidding, I'm not, okay. Focus, focus. First John 1 says this, we love God because he first loves us, which means if you're a Christian in here, you felt in your inner being, it could be a part of how God's wired you, in your inner mind, you felt being loved before you turned to love for God. You felt that. You had a revelatory experience where in a, in a, in a, in a meeting, in a, in a sermon, on a, with your parents, this God loves me and I want to be with him. 
and, and then you've continually had that. So if you grew up in like the, you know, like the 90s, you like walked the aisle so many times. You know, like I'm gonna read, you rededicated because you felt the affections of Jesus fresh all the time. Now, let me say this. How many of you show of hands, actual show of hands, okay? This is real. Let's get, this bit's about to get real. <laughs> um, you grew up in a Christian home. Okay, that's not dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is gonna be harder for you. I think it's gonna be harder for you, but I don't think, in, in this way, I think the accuser has been with you longer. I, I think the accuser has made you feel like this isn't real for you, but it is. And I don't know when was the last time you asked God to, to grow his friendship with you let me ask you this. Do you pray every day, God, would you help me experience? I, I, I don't say no. I'm intentional. Experience in my inner being, in my emotions, in my affections, your love. That's what Paul prays for. When you get together with a friend and you're having coffee, do you say, hey, before we, we leave today, this might be weird but I'm gonna do it anyways. Can I pray that you would feel the affections of God? Or like in your community group, do, do you spend, how much time do you spend praying that we would, we would hear and feel the love of God through one another tonight? I mean, this is just how they, they have, how the early church just breathed. It's interesting, this is how Jesus himself you guys, if you like, you know, how many of you are like, I'm a red letter Christian. Okay, don't be, it's all inspired. But, but if, if there's more inspiration, okay, you can have red letter and then there's like bright red letter. This one, John 17 is like bright red letter. Nowhere uh, do we have such powerful, inter, like we have Jesus praying to the Father. It's like a Trinitarian prayer. John 17, now listen to what he prays, okay? He says, Father, I desire that you also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am. That's exactly what Jesus is bringing you to the Father to see my glory that you've given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Oh, righteous Father. I love how he addresses him. He knows the nature and character of God. Even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made them, I've made known to them your name. And I will continue to make it known for what purpose? Why does God want to be in your life every day to show you more of the Father's purposes and mission? Why does he do all that? That, so this is Jesus praying, that the love with which you've loved me may be where? You gotta yell it. In them. Jesus prays that the love of the Father would be in your inner being. Feeling the affection of God is one of the keys to entering in, maintaining, and loving, and fighting for the discipline and the joy of prayer. When it comes to prayer, the devil, bad angels, the demonic, they will tell you you're not loved, all that stuff. You know why? Because prayer is so 
powerful. I mean, prayer can break chains in milliseconds. I mean, the devil could take years trying to send someone to hell and one sentence can break everything. Like you think of the thief on the cross, Satan had him. Satan was like, oh man, not only do I have this, I'm getting them all done. One sentence, will you remember me? Pfft, done. Everything Satan did, destroyed. In a sentence. Prayer, God runs the universe by prayer. God breaks chains by prayer. Prayer is the most powerful. It is the most instrumental. It's the most uh, exciting, meant to be the most important area and center of a Christian's life. The two jobs of every pastor is prayer first and the word. The enemy does not want you to pray. I like how one put it. The one concern of the devil is to keep us from praying. He laughs at our toil, mocks our wisdom, but he trembles when we pray. He's going, no, 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 no. Just do your own efforts. Not prayer. I'm done. Yes. So he doesn't want you to pray right now. So I'm going to make you pray. So Jill's going to play some song and you're, we're just going to pray. Like we, we're going to stop and we're going to pray. And here's what I want to ask you. Okay. It'll be on the screen. I'm not the best at grammar. I'm trying to find an editor who's not too busy. Um, Jesus, I, I want to come to you right now as your friend. I don't, when was the last time you, you have said that? That I want to come to you as your friend. Some of you need to say that out loud. You got to take some courage. And because you, you say it in your mind, but I think the Holy Spirit wants you to say it out loud. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, I want you to ask him to help me believe you want a friendship with me. Ask him. I want you to ask him to help you experience in your, in your inner being what John 15, 15 says is true. Tell him, I wanna feel your affection. Will you, will you come into my life this week? Give me encounters, revelations, in your word, with your love and your friendship. So I want you to pray. You pray that right now. And then I'm gonna pray Ephesians three over us and then we'll keep going to the second part. Father, your word is so clear. Like, I don't know why we don't believe it. That the heart of the display of your glory through the cross was reconciliation because you want friendship with us. And I believe that's possible. I thank you that I've experienced many moments of that. But we, we really just, 
We want this more than anything. We, we want a great prayer life because we have a friendship with God. You, you love to hear, you're just like the, I just picture you as like the really chipper friend who sits down and buys us coffee and he's like, hey, what's up? May we just come to you with, with everything. Lord, I know they're still accusing and I just, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would just send those accusers away. I pray that you would dwell in our affections through faith and that we would being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the friendship of Jesus that surpasses knowledge, the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Would you fill us with all the fullness of God? Amen. The mistake we make is that when life's full of hardship or chaos, is we, we spend too much time focused out here and where the strength and the power is going to be is going to be in here, the battle is won in here. Feeling the affections of God will change how you move out here. So, so kids, if you're taking notes, and this is your number two, the most important thing that can happen in our inner being is that we're strengthened with the love of Jesus. Okay, let me show you more verses. Jude 1 says this. But you, love this, beloved, you're loved by God. This is who you are in Christ. Building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. So he's just said, man, you gotta contend for the faith. It's gonna be crazy hard. He says, build yourselves up, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves, this is an interesting statement, keeping yourselves in the love of God. Now, we know Jude's not saying that God could stop loving us. He's saying in prayer, by prayer, with the spirit praying through you, stay in God's affections for you. Remain in his love. Hold your soul in the place where you know you could not be more loved and will not be less loved. But I want to warn you, I want to warn you. Um, if you actually, if you walk out of this gathering or if you resolve to say, I want to have a friendship with God, you need to know um, friendship with God is amazing, but it begins with him in the most greatest friendly way, asking you to let go or release or give up or repent of what is keeping you from a fully devoted friendship with him. He'll show you what that is. But there's things that keep you double-minded, that keep us distracted. And he's gonna show you, if you really want a friendship with God, he will show you that he wants to be what binge-watching is for you. He wants to be 
what, what escape or relaxation or that second beer or that shopping trip or just that scrolling on Instagram until you feel numb. He wants to just mourning you. James says it this way, in, he's a good pastor. He says, you do not have because you do not ask. So maybe you're just frustrated in life because you don't pray. But then he says, will you ask and do not receive because you ask? This is, this is really key. If the Bible tells you you're praying wrong, we should take a note of that. Because you ask wrongly. Well, how do I ask wrongly? How, how is prayer motivated wrongly? He says it because you spend it on your own passion. So jot this down, kids, this is number three. We pray wrong when we're driven by our passions not God's. It's interesting, he says, you adulterous people. That's, that's relational language. That's like your husband and wife. Like that's like, that's, that's painful. And then he says this, do you not know that friendship with the world doesn't, Compute is hostility, is enmity with God. John Bunyan says, prayer will make a man cease from sin or sin will entice a man to cease from prayer. See, if we focus, think about this with me. If we focus on, on our needs only, and if, if our focus is just on provision and prayer, and we get kind of, why didn't you get me this, or, or, or help me in that, or blah, 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 and more than the one we come to in friendship with, we, 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 we've missed relational prayer. It's possible for you to leave the awareness of his love because you're so obsessed with yourself and the desires for stuff and, and the pleasures and the comfort. That's why he says, keep yourselves in the love of God. Uh, one verse Jesus gave me, which is so powerful, uh, about, about 10 days ago. People ask me how I'm doing, I'm not doing good. I've actually had the hardest time. I've ha I'm just having a really hard time w in a sweet way. Uh, I've recently felt like the Lord through this verse, tell me I need to give up something that I really love dearly. And that was really hard. But this is the verse he gave me. He says, but watch yourselves. So he's talking about disciples. He's talking about those who follow him. He just, he just watch yourselves lest your hearts, the place where friendship is the most important for me, lest your hearts, what you think about on the way home or, or what you go to when you feel anxious, lets your hearts be weighed down. I was gonna like get a backpack and have someone put bricks in it, you know, for like an illustration. So I just did that. Um, with dissipation, you know what dissipation is? Dissipation is, is this feeling of pleasure, wanting to escape. It's like a, this, this, it's close to a arousal, caressing, like a corrosive, whatever the word is, drinking. It's just, will your heart be weighed down with just, just feeling like you can let down and drunkenness and the cares of this life. And here's where the Holy Spirit really spoke to me. 
He says, for that day is coming like a, like a, it's gonna come. Like you're gonna see my face and I want a friendship with you now, but here's why. But stay awake at all times praying. Here's where the Holy Spirit hit me. He said to me, something in your heart is robbing you of prayer, is keeping you, you ineffective to hear my voice. And I wanna have a friendship with you. And until this goes, we can't have a friendship. That was really hard. I cried. The King James, for all you King James lovers, it's a really good word. He says this, but watch yourselves lest your hearts be overcharged. It just has, has too much power. Hebrew says, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so close. So here's my question I need to ask you guys. And this is serious. Like if, if you really want a friendship with God and my convictions are not gonna be on everyone. Everyone's gonna have different ones, but you need to hear from the Holy Spirit. But I would ask you to ask God, what is that for you? God, what is right now weighing me down, keeping me from intimacy, times with friendship with you, your mission, your passions? And I would, I would say, God, I know you love me, but I've been more concerned with feeling better about myself, having relaxation, feeling in control, wanting life to go better. I've cared more about that than being with you, being in a friendship with you. And I'm coming home. See, friendship with God is about your heart. Man, and I can tell you, like I have, I have heard his voice more. I have, I've, I really feel like he wants to be my friend. And he's just shown me over and over and over. You know who else is praying for you? This is a cool one. Is it you, Pastor? No, I'm sorry. That would be, I do pray for you, but you got to, Romans 8 says the spirit helps us in our weakness. So here's the coolest thing I want you to know right now. Whatever you just felt, whatever the Holy Spirit gave you, some of you instantly, you just knew. You, you knew because God's been telling you to give something up for a while. You knew and it sucks. You're like, oh, this sucks. You, you feel weak. Here, check this out. We don't know what we should pray for but the spirit himself prays for us. I can't tell you, there were some mornings in my life where I could hear the groaning of the spirit. He knows what we need. I had to actually, I, I asked the Holy Spirit for forgiveness this morning for grieving him. Keller says, prayer is our way of entering into the happiness of God himself. Okay, so what's the message this morning? The message this morning is that conversations with God, prayer is about friendship. It's about friendship with God. And God wants the church, he wants us to be in friendship with him as he governs the world.
Like his kingdom is coming and he sovereignly runs the universe designed to govern all things through prayer. The most important thing you can do in your life, the most essential part of your life that you can give yourself to is friendship with God. It's prayer. It's to be strengthened in your inner being. And how many of you, if you still think, man, I just don't think this is possible for me. That's, 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 do not agree with that accusing spirit. Just say, I disagree with you. Just say that. Disagree. And then come for prayer and we'll tell that spirit to leave you. S.D. Gordon in the, in the mid 1800s says, the great people of the earth today are the people who pray. I do not mean those who talk about prayer, not those who can explain about prayer, but I mean those people who take time and pray. So here's the practical point. You need to choose to pray. Like you need to choose today. This changes today. This, change, this changes today. You, you, you need to be resolved in your spirit. I'm setting aside regular times in my week for prayer like my savior who prayed continuously. Some of you are like, oh no, James, I don't need this sermon. I pray all the time. When was the last time you had 30 minutes to two hours alone with your friend, Jesus? That's where you're gonna encounter him. The Bible does say pray without ceasing. I'm not saying don't pray without ceasing, but I, I, mean, I mean, you just, you wanna be with your friend, prayer, is the power, is this the priority in your community group, in your life? Are you excited about praying? Is, is the heart of your friendship with God prayer? I, I wanna pray for you in this room right now, and then we'll sing. And I'm gonna pray some really big prayers. So if you're like, yes, God, and you want that and you agree with these prayers, just be excited. I love my times with Jesus. Like they're my favorite. And then when I'm done with them, I'm like, why don't I do this all the time? And then you get like, you know, 10 days, two weeks goes by and you're like, you're just so full of like, conf we have to be a praying church. Okay, just so you know, I, I'm fasting for you. I fasted for you this week for you, for power. And I hate fasting. I hate it. Okay. People say sometimes like, oh, I forgot to eat lunch. That is, that's never a problem for me. I, I know what I'm eating the night before every meal next day. I do, I'm pre-planned. And I just, I just didn't care because I want you to feel the affections of God. I want you to have a friendship with God. I want us to be a church who just loves praying. So I'm gonna pray for you. So will you close your eyes? Father, I wanna pray for those in this room that 
that right now, this week, this month, this year, and onwards would experience new power in prayer. That our church would experience new power in prayer. I pray that. I pray that that those in this room, that they would receive unmistakable revelations from you. That they would feel your affections. I want to ask Jesus that you would please help us discover how you speak to us through your word. Help us to not read the Bible without praying it. And I pray that we that voice would go away. And I pray we'd, we'd know your presence and your grace. We would know what it feels like to be in your presence. I pray you would deepen our appetite for you, that we believe that you can deepen our affections for you until we want you more than any other pleasure. We give you permission to come and, and groan and call us out of anything that's keeping us from friendship with you. Be the point of our lives. Be the passion of our souls. We believe in Jesus' name that every empty space in our soul will be filled by you. In Jesus' name.